Hey ladies and gents and welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast episode 63 and I'm as always actually no I'm not joined by anyone this week uh, it's a one-man show unfortunately Dom wasn't able to make it and neither was Jordan so I'm rolling solo which is kind of weird um, this is probably going to be the shortest podcast we ever do it's weird talking um, to yourself uh, as far as just doing a podcast by myself because you know normally it's people bouncing ideas back and forth off of one another and Unfortunately, just me this week, so I'm going to go over what I've been playing, do the whole usual thing, talk about what I've been playing, talk about some new stories, talk about what I'm going to be playing, and then head out. So um, it's going to be on the shorter end. Let's just see how long I can talk uh, to myself for, and we'll see how well it goes. Um, so the first uh, thing I want to talk about is what I've been playing. Uh, it was kind of a superhero kick. So um, Marvel Heroes Omega finally came out on console. If you're not familiar with Marvel Heroes Omega, it's essentially... Like, uh, I would say it's like Marvel Ultimate Alliance Evolved. It's more MMOE. Um, it's definitely grindy. Uh, it's very interesting. I have a couple of complaints with it, but um, so it, in it you have all of the Marvel heroes, obviously, and you can play all of them until level ten. Um, but you have to buy the heroes with either uh in-game currency that you earn from playing and battling, or from obviously um paid microtransactions which is how they make their money considering it's a free-to-play game um that doesn't bother me necessarily the my one issue with it is during the beginning of the game it doesn't seem like they give you enough to buy one hero that you super want so like the in-game currency isn't really easy to come across it's actually a little grindy and it takes a while and uh, obviously, the really good quote-unquote heroes that a lot of people want are more expensive, and the kind of fillery, not-so-popular ones, for the most part, are the, the cheaper ones. And you can't really... It, it takes a while to get one of the, the characters you really want. So, um, I, I, that's one of my gripes with it. But it's a fun game. It's grindy. If you like just having something on when you're listening to a podcast in the background and just wanting to play something, then I think Marvel Heroes Omega is a great choice. Um, I'm interested to see if they're going to be adding more heroes. Um, I'm also interested to see if villains would ever be playable. I think that'd be really cool, but we'll see. Um, this really wants... This basically... How would I put this? Um, playing Marvel Heroes Omega makes me really want a new Marvel Ultimate Alliance game. Um, I think that's something really cool, that if that could happen, you know, we have this whole new Marvel Games initiative. And I think they might go back because they are... I'm pretty sure they're working with Capcom and Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Unless that was already in the works before through a deal they already had, which that game kind of looks rough. Hopefully it's good. Um, but, I mean, part of me, and I hate to put this out there, part of me wants Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite to kind of flop just because I would like to see the Marvel fighting game license go the way of um, another game I've been playing, which is Injustice 2. Um, I wouldn't consider myself a huge DC fan. I like DC characters. My favorite DC hero is Blue Beetle. I love him to death. Um, shout out to Jaime, um, which I'll get into. That's actually one of my big gripes with Injustice 2, but, uh, excuse me. <clears throat> um, so I've been playing Injustice 2, been playing through the story mode and stuff like that. I am not good at fighting games. I never have been, probably never will be, but I love Injustice because of the story. I played through the first Injustice, loved it, um, and Injustice 2 is great because not only is it a continuation of that story, <coughs> sorry. Um, but they uh, they added characters I really like, like Blue Beetle, uh, Doctor Fate, 
So I've, I really enjoyed the story. I love at the end how there's a branching path, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody. There's a branching path at the end that you can choose, and um, the game actually has multiple endings, which is really cool. But the cinematic quality, everything like that, there's a couple of things I didn't like about the story, like how Wonder Woman was treated and stuff like that, but you've probably heard that before. Um, my one gripe with it is uh, they refer to Blue Beetle two or three times, I believe Gorilla Grodd does, and maybe Firestorm. Um... Or, yeah, I think it was Firestorm. Um, they refer to Blue Beetle as Jaime, which uh, is not the proper way to pronounce that name. It's either Jamie in English or Jaime. I've never heard it pronounced Jaime. Um, that's a really weird, off-putting way to pronounce that name. Um, Jaime Reyes. Uh, so, yeah, the one little gripe, but I'm loving Injustice 2. And going back to my original point, I would love for this to be... The, the path that they take with the Marvel fighting games. If this is the path they take where it's a Marvel-specific game with the Marvel storyline, and you have these characters, and you have that cinematic quality, and you have this great story, a big problem I think that people are going to have with the uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, a problem I think I'm going to have, if I ever even get around to playing it, it just doesn't look, uh, it looks like a very rough game, is that it's a Marvel story with Capcom characters thrown in, but it's not even that deep of a, of a Marvel story, so it's kind of not hitting anything, really. Um, and I really hope that Marvel takes this path. Uh, NetherRealm knows how to make fighting games. I mean, I'm not too sure if, if NetherRealm has a 100% deal with... with uh, DC. I guess it's Warner Brothers, right? I think they're owned by Warner Brothers. So, um, But somebody like NetherRealm, maybe the guys who um, are working on Killer Instinct now, which I think is Adam Boy's studio... Uh, something Iron Galaxy, I believe. Uh, that'd be great if they worked on it. But like, man, I would love to see because I'm a Marvel guy. I love Marvel. I would love to see Marvel take the approach that Injustice has. And NetherRealm knows how to make a fighting game, and they're making a new style of game, which I love, which is a fighting game with a, a story. And that's something that I would never envision myself playing fighting games. I'm not good at them, and never have been. They don't interest me. Um, but the story does. And the way that every match you have has context is great to me. I love it so much. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing Injustice 2. I beat it. I've been doing the multiverse stuff, which is super fun as well. Even customizing your superheroes uh, and supervillains with your own specific gear and making them your own is really cool. I, I've played some online matches. Like, I'm a butt whooped. Like I said, I'm not good at fighting games. But I'm really enjoying Injustice 2. And... I mean, that, I think that just speaks to it, really, is NetherRealm has created a game in which people who don't necessarily play fighting games or like fighting games are drawn to it, and I was drawn to Injustice 2, and I loved my experience with it. Um, currently, it's my, my game of the year, I would say. Um, just to preface, I haven't played Breath of the Wild. I haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't have a Switch or a PS4. I'm getting a Switch this fall. Um, Resident Evil is probably a close second. Um, yeah, but I'm just I'm loving Injustice 2. Uh, the last game I played on the list before we hop into the news is Speedrunners. Uh, Speedrunners was free on Xbox Games with Gold uh, for the month of June. It's a fun game. It's been on PC for a while. Essentially, it's a one-to-four player multiplayer game in which you go through these cyclical levels where there's a beginning and you come back to it. It's like a race, um, but it's a platformer, and the goal is to survive and be the last one living, and the way you die is if you're taken off the screen. So if everybody that's in front, that's leading the race, if they get far enough ahead, you get taken off the screen because the screen moves with the leader. Um, and there's power-ups, and there's like a, a grappling hook mechanic, and a bunch of stuff like that. And it's a really fun, addictive game. 
Uh, I play with my friends here and there, but I'm, I'm playing through the story mode on the hardest difficulty because apparently I'm a masochist, and uh, it's, it's hard, but I love it because there's this fine line you meet with difficulty where even if it's very difficult, if there's even the slightest hope of accomplishment, that's where you hook people. It's the one more try, one more attempt mentality. It's something that Dark Souls, I think, nails phenomenally, and that's why anytime a game is slightly difficult, they compare it to Dark Souls, which is kind of funny. Um, but, yeah, I think Speedrunners is a fantastic game. It's really fun. If you didn't pick it up on, on the Games with Gold, uh, it's pr it'll probably be available through sales. I mean, the Steam sale recently happened, and there, there was the Xbox sale that recently happened. Um, but in the future, look for it. I think it's only 15 bucks too, and I think it's more than worth that. Uh, so I'm having a blast with that. So heavy superhero vibe. Even in speedrunners, a lot of the characters are guys in costumes and stuff like that. So they're pretty much superheroes too. So it was a superhero-packed week. Um, like I said, it's just me. So we're going to hop into the news, and I'll give my perspective on it, I guess, and then we'll move on out. Um, so the first bit of news here comes by way of The Verge. Uh, Kwame Opum writes, An Assassin's Creed series is in the works from Castlevania producer Adi Shankar. Uh, so, if you're not familiar, the Castlevania series uh, produced by Adi Shankar is coming to Netflix. It's coming out July 7th, which is the day after I'm recording this, which would be a couple of days before this posts. Thinking about that and um, do, doing the math there. Uh, it looks great. It's an animated series. It looks like it's taking Castlevania seriously. Uh, if we're not going to get a new Castlevania game, at least we're getting a series, and it looks really cool. Hopefully it's good. Um, you'll know before I do, uh, considering, like I said before, you're listening to this after it came out. Um, but we have, yeah, the announcement that Assassin's Creed is is uh, is going to be turned into a series by Adi Shankar, which I'm super excited for. Um, you know, the movie was okay. Uh, obviously, it wasn't great. Um, a lot of people feel it got the nature of the game, but it wasn't a good movie. And I think that a if this is going to be an animated series kind of thing, I think it can take Assassin's Creed to the level it needs to without having to worry about the high production costs and having to... Um, compromise the vision of it and that kind of stuff and everything I've seen from the Castlevania series like I said I haven't watched it yet it hasn't come out yet for me anyways um, it looks fantastic and it looks like he tr uh, treated it with the right sense of respect and Ubisoft has contacted him and been like yo dude we want you to make something for us too we already know we got the Assassin's Creed movie they have a Division movie in the works and they have a Splinter Cell movie in the works which I didn't know if you're not familiar the Splinter Cell movie already cast Tom Hardy as Sam Fisher, which I didn't know, which is really surprising. Um, but yeah, Ubisoft's like, we like what you're doing in Castlevania, we want this with Assassin's Creed. The interesting thing is, where is this going to take place? Are they going to adapt the Ezio story? Because even though I've played through the Ezio trilogy, I would really love to see that um, through anime form. Uh, is it going to be a new assassin? Which I think would be interesting too, and maybe this information's come out, maybe they talked about it's going to be a new assassin, I don't know. Um... But I think this is really good for Ubisoft. Uh, I think this is more of them trying to win over fans. You know, Yves Gilmo and his family and the company in general are trying to fight off of a Vendi takeover. And that's why they had so much heart in their E3 show. And that's why they're trying to be so close to customers because they want people to understand that Vivendi might turn the company in the opposite direction. Uh, you know, if Vivendi takes over, we may never see Beyond Good and Evil 2. Uh, we may not see it, period, either way, but if Vivendi takes over, that might be the first thing on the chopping block. Um, and Vivendi isn't known for necessarily doing great things, and maybe they've changed, but Yves Gilmo definitely wants it to stay with them, and he wants Ubisoft to be a product that he's behind, uh, him and his family and everyone there. Um, but this Assassin's Creed series, uh, I, 
I have faith in uh, Adi Shankar, and if the Castlevania series is good, I'll have even more faith. If it's not good, then I'll be a little, a little hesitant, but I'm still super excited. Assassin's Creed, for all the crap it gets, is still one of my favorite gaming series. I like one. It wasn't a phenomenal game, but it set up an amazing franchise. Like, you know, say what you want about the games and some of their technical issues, but they're still great games from a production and design standpoint. It, it, they're amazing games that come out year after year, and... Um, I, I just think that Assassin's Creed doesn't get the credit it deserves for what it's done in the gaming industry and the landscape. And uh, I'm super excited for this series, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, the next story is a little bit of a tease. So Platinum Games uh, recently went to Twitter and tweeted out an image, a couple of images actually, and one of these is a group of guys, and I hope, you know, I'm not super familiar with platinum games lore uh, and their company as a whole so these might be the producers or characters like gorillas style um, but they have three characters sitting at a table playing a game on a screen the screen's blurred out but it's clearly wonderful one-on-one the guys have jackets on them which are i've never played wonderful one-on-one um it's a game that i'm interested in maybe trying and if this tease is enough, then that might be the case. They're wearing wonderful 101 jackets, and they're playing on Joy-Con controllers, uh, Famicom-style Joy-Con controllers, which look really nice. Um, so they're essentially teasing that wonderful 101, or maybe a sequel, or some kind of, obviously it's going to be a port if it's wonderful 101, is coming to the Switch. Um, I don't speak Japanese, so I don't know what the rest of the message says, but it's essentially a picture of them teasing Wonderful 101 coming to the Switch, which is really cool. So if you're a fan of that game, if you've always been interested in that game, shout out to Ben Moore from Easy Allies. Um, I think this is an, a great opportunity, and this is, you know, I, Platinum's probably working on a game for Nintendo, but in the meantime, they're probably like, hey, we can port this over and it'll gain a new audience, you know? Um, so, if you're excited, if you like Wonderful 101, if you always wanted to play it, it's coming to Switch. So, if you have a Switch, get ready for it. Um, the next story here is a bit of a head-scratcher. Um, so, Lords of the Fallen 2 director fired as the scope of the game is scaled back, right? It's Nathan Birch at comicbook.com. Uh, real quick, if you haven't played Lords of the Fallen, it's often um, related to Dark Souls. It's often compared to Dark Souls. And it's... I would say it's like a double-A Dark Souls, and that's not discrediting the studio. I think it's a very well-made game. I think the mechanics are solid. It's just, it doesn't necessarily have that super polish, you know? And that's why this this next part uh, it kind of throws me off. So, uh, back in 2014, publisher CI Games released Swords of the Fall and a solidly received action-heavy take on the Dark Souls formula. Shortly after it was released, it was announced Lords of the Fallen 2 was in the works, but when the project went completely quiet, well, unfortunately, it seems Lords of the Fallen 2 has fallen on hard times. Recently, Lords of the Fallen 2 director Tormaz Gop, and I'm butchering his name, announced he'd been fired by CA Games and didn't paint a pretty picture. I was let go because of a reduction in team, in scope, in budget, in business approach. Almost two years I've been working on the sequel, and I've not seen it leave the concept vision stage. Uh, there came a time when Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 was the most important thing for CI Games, the next big hit. It also might be the reason why Lords of the Fallen 2 was not progressing as fast. Of course, it's common knowledge that Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 didn't go exactly according to plan, especially if it goes for sales, and here we are. Uh, as Gott mentioned, CI Games has, uh, was hit hard with the ambitious Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 was rocked by scathing reviews and disappointing sales. As a result, CI Games boss Marik Tominski has declared his company is getting out of the AAA game business. Tominski clarified what that means for Lords of the Fallen 2. 
What we said about departing from AAA, it means that we can really focus on the quality of our products rather than the scale. It goes for Lords of the Fallen sequel as well. It doesn't mean that we're not continuing with Lords of the Fallen. We definitely have that game in our plans and we definitely want to make this a great game. We're very serious about Lords of the Fallen the sequel. We have a very small team working on Lords of the Fallen sequel. This is troublesome. First of all, I understand the concept of a AAA game. If you ask 100 gamers, common people who play video games, would they consider Sniper Ghost at that new what a AAA, AA games are? Would they consider Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 a AAA game? I really, I don't know. You know, Sniper Ghost Warrior, they were aiming for this to be the, 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 the initiation of the series into a major audience, and it didn't happen. It's sad to me that Lords of the Fallen gets the cut for a game that's super unoriginal. Like, Sniper Ghost Warrior, yes, it has a lot of original ideas, but it's a shooter, like... There's nothing too new about it. It's just what it is, and the fact that they put all of their eggs in that basket, and now Lords of the Fallen has to has to um, pay for it, especially in a time where, you know, uh, from software is taking a break from Dark Souls. This would be the perfect time. People are itching for it, you know. And I, I just, it really bugs me that they're like, we're, well, we're stepping back from AAA games and now Lords of the Fallen is going to be a cool game. It's not going to have the scale. We have a very small team working on it. That bothers me a lot. It just, it's bad, it's bad business. I think this is the same thing that happens with Square Enix where their numbers for a game don't make sense. Like they don't live in the realm of reality. And, you know, they, they expect games to sell astronomical numbers when they sell well, but what are you expecting? Like, I just think that it's bad business. I think CI Games took a chance, well not took a chance, they put all their eggs in the Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 basket, and now they're going to have Lords of the Fallen 2 be a lackluster sequel. Whereas for me personally, if I'm looking at these two franchises, I would put all of my eggs in the Lords of the Fallen 2 basket, because like I previously said, From Softworks taking a break from the Dark Souls formula, Sniper Ghost Warrior, there's so many shooters out there, so many military shooters you're not going to find a super audience like you want to. Apparently, you think it's a AAA game that's going to sell millions of copies. Um, it just sucks that they, they took a chance on Sniper Ghost Warrior 3, and now Lords of the Fallen 2 is probably not going to be the game we expect it to be. Um, you know, Lords of the Fallen even made its way to mobile, which is weird. So it's going to really bother me if this is even just a mobile game. Um, but yeah, I just... This, this whole story rubbed me the wrong way, considering that, you know... I just, I don't understand how CIA Games is going to put all this money into Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 and then have Lords of the Fallen 2 be the um, the game that gets punished for it when clearly there's a higher demand for Lords of the Fallen 2 than there would have ever been for Sniper Ghost Warrior 3. Um, hopefully a good game gets turned out of it, but it seems like CIA Games is struggling with how to have a, a good business model, so... I don't plan on it being anything but okay at the very most, so that's unfortunate. Hopefully, uh, oh yeah, another thing, the, the director that was laid off, Tomas Gop, has recently gone to Destructive Creations, which is the uh, which are the developers for the controversial shooter Hatred. So, um, yeah, I just this whole situation in CI Games is, is bothersome. I liked Lords of the Fallen. It wasn't Dark Souls, but I think it had enough of its own uh, identity to strive and uh, unfortunately, we won't see that, it seems like. So, unfortunate news out of CI Games. Uh, the last news story here, really quick. Uh, we got a couple of Halo updates. So, Halo 5 is going to get an Xbox One update. A lot of people were wondering, you know, why 
we didn't hear about this at, at E3. Like, we had all these updates, Gears of War, all this stuff, getting Xbox One X updates. I think it just wasn't the time because, for me, I believe that Xbox felt that if they said something about Halo, then there was going to be expectations that we were going to see something new from Halo. Like, you know, the beginning of the show is like, Halo 5 is getting an Xbox One X 4K update, and then everyone's just waiting on pins and needles for the Halo 6 teaser trailer, right? So I think it was a smart move to wait till after E3. Uh, more news is that um, Halo, Halo 3, Halo ODST, and Halo 4 are all coming to backwards compatibility, uh, which is really cool. Um, no exact date, just coming soon. On top of that, every Xbox 360 Halo add-on map pack will be free, which is huge as well. Um, I think that's really cool. Uh, it's I think, like I said, this is another thing they could have said at E3, but they were worried that it would lead to the expectation of seeing something about Halo at the end of the show. Um, this is Xbox being like, hey, we have Halo. Uh, this, to me, also shows that um, the Master Collection isn't selling much anymore. Um, but that's one thing people are like, well, they're never going to put these things on backwards compatibility because of the, the collection. And it's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. But now it seems like either it's not selling or you know this is just a better move and the fact that all of the the add-on map packs for the 360 halos uh so great so huge news out of microsoft well not huge news but solid news out of microsoft with the halo 5 xbox one x update and all of these other halos coming to backwards compatibility great news for all of those xbox fans out there that have stuck by the side of xbox through this uh, tumultuous generation um but we're getting back on the right foot and it seems like Seems like Xbox is uh, headed in a great direction with Game Pass, backwards compatibility, and uh, these new IPs that Phil Spencer keeps teasing, but doesn't want to be the person that announces the game three years in advance, so completely understand there. Uh, that was pretty much all the news uh, for this week. Like I said, it's just me, so this is going to be a way shorter podcast, so I'm going to talk about what I'm going to be playing next week, and then we'll head out of here, guys. Uh, thank you guys for listening. It's kind of weird just being in a podcast by myself. Um... So I'm going to be playing some more Justice 2 Multiverse, really enjoying that. I don't know when I'll get back to Marvel Heroes Omega, um, really not doing much, like it's a solid game, it's a game I'll play during podcasts, but I'm not going to say I'm going to commit time to it specifically. Um, there's a couple of games I've been wanting to get to that I never did. Uh, Batman Arkham Knight I own, haven't played it yet. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3, I talked about Assassin's Creed during the show, I never played 3. And spoiler alert, it's the game in which Desmond dies, which Desmond was a huge part of Assassin's Creed. So I might go back and play that, though, you know, the beginning part I heard is not great. It's kind of tedious. Um, yeah, so I'm just kind of trying to figure out what I'm going to be playing. Probably going to be diving into Elder Scrolls Legends a lot, too. The recent Heroes of Skyrim pack came out, expansion. I, I love Elder Scrolls Legends. It's my favorite CCG now. Um, I, I, Hearthstone's cool and all. I'm just, like I've said multiple times on this podcast, not a huge Blizzard Universe guy outside of Overwatch, which also other news I didn't cover today. Um, they recently announced Doomfist, not voiced by Terry Cruz, uh, Q, Cruz unfortunately, but the character looks great. Uh, his abilities look great. Um, it might be the reason I jump in Overwatch. Uh, no announcement when his update's coming out, but just seeing that cinematic, they do such a good job. This one was less Pixar and more anime, which I liked. Uh, it was very different, though. Um, I don't know if that's because the production time is quicker, it's cheaper. Uh, maybe they're going to change from being the Pixar thing because it's a little bit more expensive and use those for special announcements and go more towards this anime style, uh, full-fledged for character reveals and stuff like that. Um 
But yeah, I might jump into Overwatch just because of the Doomfist stuff and it got me excited. The way they build that lore without having a single player is phenomenal. And I would love to see a single player someday in that game. Just an expansion or something um, would be fantastic. Uh, but I love the world of Overwatch, period. And it's like the one Blizzard property I'm super into as far as lore and characters and stuff like that. And unfortunately, none of that's in Hearthstone. But I love Elder Scrolls. I love um, Fallout. Like, if they made a Fallout card game, uh, Fallout Legends or something, uh, that'd be cool too in the same kind of style. Uh, I, I'm really digging Elder Scrolls Legends. I'm also playing some Darkest Dungeon, uh, which is a really fun game, really hard. It's like Dark Souls. Um, it's the Dark Souls of Blank, which I, I said previously. It's it's a tough game. Um, it requires a lot of learning, but it's fun. I'm also playing some Civ Five, uh, which I got on the Steam sale. It, it's inter I don't like RTSs, but I like Civ, um, which I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not in the minority on that. And I like some of the mods they have, the Lord of the Rings mods and stuff like um, those. And uh, I never under I never understood how easy mods were on Steam. And uh, I've also been playing a little bit more game game dev tycoon, which uh, game dev tycoon. Sorry, spoke way too fast there. Um, which is really cool as well. Uh, so yeah, busy busy week ahead. Hopefully, I get to some Overwatch. But Injustice Two is my main um, focus right now. And uh, we'll see what else what else pulls me in, in, in its direction. Uh, I might play some a little bit more. I, I might go back to Madden 17 just because Madden 18 is around the corner with long shot mode and stuff. And I'm craving my Madden, my NFL action considering the season's right around the corner as well. One day we might get college football back, which would be great. Uh, but yeah, I've been rambling, obviously. Uh, thank you guys for listening to episode 63 of the Control District Gamecast. Uh, episode 64 next week. Hopefully I'll have a co-host back. Um, one of them at the very least. Uh, and I'm also going to be trying to watch Spider-Man Homecoming and Baby Driver this weekend, as well as Castlevania. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you guys for listening and or watching. Uh, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.